next Sunday. We're happy to have Ms. Linda Gresham with us this morning. She's a former member here. She and her husband, Johnny. Johnny's sitting on the front row down here. And most of you that are members when they were here remember both of them. So Linda's coming to sing for us this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. I just want to thank you, Jenny. And Brings back, don't let me get to tears, y'all won't be upset. <laughs> but that just brings back so many good memories and what a talent. I mean, I just have a little smidgen, but they have the talent. But anyway, thank you. You too. <coughs>
something to thank you. Johnny played her, her favorite husband, played football at Georgia Tech, and they won a ball game yesterday. And so we're glad that Johnny's here on the front row after Georgia Tech with the game yesterday. Wow. Georgia won too, but they usually don't care. So we began our series on transformation. Four weeks ago, watching Paul and Silas singing in jail at midnight. And I hope we were astounded by the fact that they're singing in jail at midnight. Falsely accused, beaten up, thrown into jail for healing someone. And they're singing. And so we talked about that's not normal. But that's a new nature. And that's our goal as we come into this place that we want that new nature. We want that kind of spirit that no matter what happens, we might be singing at midnight even in jail. And we looked at this verse from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. So Paul and Silas' old tendencies and ways and attitudes and actions passed away. And now they're new. And so we saw that to have that, we have to be born again. We have to know Christ to have those changes in our lives. We talked about transformational choices the next week. And we talked about how God's children and the children of Israel made some bizarre choices of preferring captivity over freedom, the old life over the new life. We looked at this verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 6. It says, these things happen as a warning to us. So that we would not crave evil things as they did. So we talked about our choices. Last week we talked about the power of our minds. Uh, we looked at this first part of Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And so today we're going to look at the goal that all of us should have. The goal is radical change. Becoming more and more like Jesus. Before we go further, let's pray. Lord, help us in our journeys to change the way we need to. To be who you designed us to be. Thank you for this day, the gift of this day, and your word and your spirit, which can and should transform us. Help us to be changed in Jesus' name. As you know, it is football season in America. Some people care a little bit more than others do about it. And some folks are very serious in their loyalty. Not too far from here, four hours away, three and a half, is a little town called Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And our friends in Tuscaloosa, or enemies in Tuscaloosa, as you might say, are very serious about football. A young man over there is in trouble because of being a little too serious about football. An 18-year-old freshman last weekend when LSU was playing Florida had a friend that evidently had bet big on the game and was losing, and to protect his friend, he decided that he would call the stadium and tell him there was a bomb. So from Tuscaloosa, I guess he used his cell phone, he calls and tells people there's a bomb in the stadium at LSU-Florida game. The call was traced, and the young man, uh, there was a knock on his door that night, and he's in jail. I'm going to be sent to Louisiana, federal charges. Uh, 
and he's likely facing years in prison. I didn't mention his name, but you can find it online. And I feel sorry for him. Not a bright thing to do, but I feel sorry for him because I used to be 18 years old. You understand that? You have any kind of empathy because you did some boneheaded things when you were 18 years old? I never called it a bomb threat, but I did my share of foolishness. But hopefully at 60, I'm further along than I was at 18. And that's the goal. To be less of the old and more of the new. When I began this series, I knew we would get to the scripture that we're going to today. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 is where we begin. And it talks about the change. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the, about the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we're all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath while you're still angry. For anger gets a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, quit speaking. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He's identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you'll be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. There's something very familiar here in this section of Scripture, and there's some terms we understand. Verse 22 tells us to throw off your old sinful nature. And verse 24 tells us to put on our new nature. So what is really happening here, it's like to take off the old smelly clothes. Remember when you were a kid, you came home old with your smelly clothes and mom said, you gotta change, you gotta get rid of that, you gotta do better than that. And you gotta put on your new stuff. We understand that, we get that analogy. But the problem is, we sometimes like our old clothes. They're broken in. They're comfortable. And we get used to them. And that can really be a big, big problem. You ever looked at old family photos, maybe from the 80s, and laughed at what you used to wear? Your hairstyles, your clothing styles. Times have changed. Clothes are easy to replace, but habits and attitudes, that's tough and we need help. And thank God that he helps us. The following verses that we just read, or the verses we just read, it tells us that we can change in remarkable ways. We can stop lying and start speaking the truth. We don't have to let anger control us. Thieves can even quit stealing and then get to working and then start giving. 
We stop foul language and we use our words to encourage. We get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander and evil behavior. And after that, it says we become kind and tenderhearted and forgiving. And all of us are on our own path, our various points along our journeys. But hopefully, we're headed towards the goal of Christ likeness. That's a lofty goal, isn't it? You ever blown it along your journey? Silly question, isn't it? I knew the answer to the question before I asked it. Sure, we all have. One from my life that I can tell you. Several years ago in Indiana, we bought a new refrigerator from Home Depot. It was delivered, and it broke almost immediately. We had one in the garage that we could use, but the big expensive new one was not working. They picked it up to service it, and they kept it for weeks and weeks and weeks. I got online to check the warranty and found out that it had been warranted to other people. It evidently had been returned by these other people and then sold to us as new, unbeknownst to us. I was in pretty constant contact with the manager at that Home Depot in Indiana. And one Friday I had been a little put out. And on the phone I suggested to him that we were lied to, and my next step was to get a lawyer involved, and I didn't appreciate the lack of help. And I didn't use bad words, but I made clear my feelings. And remember, I'm telling you the story in answer to the question, have you ever blown it? That phone conversation was on a Friday. And although I didn't use bad language, and I didn't scream, and I didn't holler, I felt bad all weekend. As I was preparing for my sermon for that Sunday, I felt ashamed of being unkind. Now, this is important because if you ever doubt your salvation, this is for you. I felt like I'd put on my old clothes, but then God blew the whistle on me. And the good news is, if you've ever had that feeling that you've blown it, I think it's proof positive that you're his child. Because if you don't have that sense of guilt, shame, then God's not in your life at all. So God's blowing a whistle on me. And the manager knew I was a pastor, and I'm thinking, over the, you know how your mind gets, I'm thinking over the weekend, oh, he's going to quit going to church, and he's never going to go to church again, and he's going to hate pastors, and I was afraid I turned him against pastors, and that could probably all happen before he met me. But I called him on Monday morning to apologize. And he said, for what? You've got nothing to apologize for. It didn't bother him, but it bothered me. Why did it bother me? Well, I read to you these words a second ago from Ephesians 4. Let me read them again, beginning at verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You see, I can't afford to put my old clothes back on. I can't move backwards. I have to move forwards. That's the goal. In Colossians, it's a lot like what we read in Ephesians 4. Look at Colossians 3, beginning at verse 1. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, Set your sights on realities of heaven, 
where Christ sits in the place of honor in God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Beginning at verse 5, it talks about our new life. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now it's time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature. See the language again? Take off, put on. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Don't miss those last words. And become like Him. That's quite the goal for all of us. I love to see people change. I have seen thieves stop stealing and start giving. I've seen it. Years ago, I was a Aberdeen, Mississippi. I was ministering youth at a church, and a young man in our church had grown up in church. After graduation, he joined the National Guard and went to basic training. Uh, he learned a new language in basic training that he did not have in his house, in his community. Some colorful words that I cannot use in the pulpit. It bothered him, his new language. He said that everyone else did it, and he said he was like a sponge soaking it up. I'll never forget his analogy, like a sponge. Mark realized as a young man when he got back out of basic and he saw that he was putting back on the old clothes that he wanted to do better. And so he came and we talked and we prayed together. His language changed. But I remember back in 1982, we looked together at Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3. We talked about taking off the old clothes and putting on the new. One verse that I shared with him that I'll end with that should motivate all of us we saw earlier and skipped over in Ephesians 4 verse 30. It says this. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he's identified you with his own. Guaranteeing that you'll be saved on the day of redemption. In a nutshell, God is watching. We don't want to let him down. And what he's really telling us here is to remember who you are. Did you ever leave home as a teenager and your mom or dad looked at you and said, remember who you are? Yeah. We're supposed to do that every day. As we keep the old way. Put on the new. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the miracles that I have seen of change. Of people with foul mouths using their mouths then for encouragement. People that have stolen have become givers. Thank you that I've seen people that have been negative, become positive, and haters become lovers, and all of these happen because of you. Lord, all of us in this room would have to agree you're so patient with us along our journeys. 
Thank you for helping us to change. And Father, help us to continue changing no matter our age. To continue to put on the new and to become like you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this week as you reach for that lofty building.